and more radio. If I touch my shoulder, it would touch my hair. Starts now. And I said, what in the hell is that? And more radio starts now. I couldn't get no silver, I couldn't get no gold. You know the way to tempo, the gallows pole. Turn down the lights, if you dare. Spirits and more radio. And welcome to the very first edition of Spirits and More Radio in 2019. Uh, unfortunately, we haven't been able to do a show for a while, but uh, I wanted to get a good show together. And when I heard this story, I knew I had to get this out to you guys. So uh, this one comes from Southern California. And uh, we have a guest uh, with us named Roxanne. And she's uh, she's going to tell us about a bunch of crazy stuff that happened uh, to her in a place she lived in at one point. But maybe some other... Uh, paranormal stuff as well so anyway welcome to the show roxanne thank you thank you so uh tell us a little bit about yourself where did you grow up are you from california or uh born and raised southern california um mostly from riverside but i've uh, lived in oceanside for a long time too and most of the paranormal activity that i've had has started in oceanside Okay. So, um, when you were growing up, I mean, did you have any ghost experiences or anything strange happen that you was kind of unexplained or you, or did you not have anything happen to you until later in life? Nothing really happened to me when I was younger. Um, I didn't really have any paranormal uh, experiences at all. Um, until much later in life at a particular house that I lived at. So did you, um, prior to having that experience, did you uh, believe in ghosts and spirits? Or oh, were you yeah. like a skeptic? No, I believe, I believe in ghosts and spirits, and I don't believe they're all bad. Um, and I do believe like my grandma and my grandpa are watching over me um, as angels above, you know, lo- looking after me. I do believe in good spirits. Um, but uh, what scares me is, is the bad spirits out there, because there are bad spirits out there, because um, uh-huh. I have firsthand knowledge of, of some trying to fight them. Um, but as a child, no, I never had any kind of um, run-ins or anything. I just had a normal childhood, never always lived in like a new tract home. I never, I always lived in a new home, so I never uh, experienced anything weird or anything like that, no. So did you have any friends that did? Like, did you hear, hear of any family members that had personal stories? Um, yeah, my family is Native American. So there's quite a few ghost stories attached to the Native American culture. Um, but I, I, I can't really recall any right now, but there was quite a few ghost stories growing up that I've heard, yes. So you're talking about like Native American culture, like the spirits and stuff that, you know. But it was more like ancestors and friendly spirits. It wasn't ever like a bad thing to talk about spirits. Um, it was always a good thing, a remembrance, a, um, 
with you know with ancestry it was like ancestral sort of more like a family thing like in the mexican culture where day of the dead where you're supposed to go and visit with family members come back to visit you more along those lines yeah 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 more like more along those lines um so that would be the only kind of talk we ever talked about spirits was in a is a good a good way i never thought of spirits in a bad way right when i was growing up it was always like a nice thing Uh i always thought it was like looking over me and if it, but but that was I never had any like really experiences that I felt connected to the ancestors or anything. Right. So did you ever? You know, you said that there was something that happened in a particular house. But before we get to that, were there any um, homes you lived in or places you went to where you felt like the presence of a maybe someone watching or a spirit or something like that? I mean, I could probably say I've been places where I felt sad, like I felt like a sadness or something but i've no not not too much not too much growing up but as i've gotten older i i think i've become more attuned to it i see so um when you were uh before we started the show you mentioned something about because we had a previous guest on that uh called herself the gray witch and told us all about that did you you said you had some experience with uh wicca that kind of stuff Um, yeah i do have a little bit um growing up we were atheist we didn't go to church. We didn't talk about God. It just what it wasn't part of our uh, what we talked about. Besides, my grandparents who were Native American, and they talked about the ancestors and things like that. But in my home with my parents, we never talked about those kind of things. We never went to church. So when I went to college, um, I started just you know learning about all kinds of things. I studied Wiccan for a good year or two. I studied Buddhism. Just, just every anything I can get my hands on. I just started reading and questioning, and you know, looking into all kinds of religions. I see. So, um, so at some point, this now, where in where is the house that we're that the crazy stuff happened or the scary type of haunting as you described? Um, Oceanside, California. Okay, so was it like a really old rickety house, like like with a lot of history, or? No, no, not really. Um, it was a townhome, and it was probably built in the seventies or eighties. I'm something like that. Um, it wasn't that old, but I had some experiences, and then I talked to neighbors who had lived there for a long time, reaffirming things that had happened with the people that lived there, and there was there was some really scary stuff that went on. I ended up having to have. Um, um, I got like oil and and um from the from the Chris from the the from the pastor at church. Oh, and I have a a, a like kind of like a voodoo lady that I know from like the south, and she would give me little tips because in the south, I guess there's a lot of spirits in the south with the Civil War, so she would always tell me how she would. So she would help. She helped me, and we we worked on. Like you put salt around the Some house, the different problems. things, you know? Yeah. 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 So, so paint a picture for the audience. So this particular place, you say a town home, was it kind of okay. like an apartment or was it upstairs, downstairs? So it was like a, it was like an apartment town home thing. Um, no, in order- like, like not like scary looking at all. Like anyone who like, looked at yeah, regular, just a normal building. A, yeah. Regular building. It was like, there was four buildings in a row and mine was upstairs. So when you first walked up, There was a laundry room right there and stairs, and you would walk up the stairs. At the top of the stairs, I had a gate, 
and then you walk into the balcony and then the front door was there and you, and you, and my, my entire apartment was upstairs. I see. So when you first moved into this place, I mean, did it immediately hit you that something's wrong here or did it take a while for something to happen? It took a while. Not at all. It was not at all. Um, it happened that my best friend owned the home and she was in the process of buying another home. And she had had a slew of roommates who were crazy roommates. And I was ready to move out and she was ready to, it was like a transition going on. So I told her I would rent the two rooms instead of renting to roommates and I'll move in with my kids. And then when she moves out, I'll take over the entire apartment and she can move out and get her own, you know, her own apartment. So that's kind of how I, I took over the, the lease or okay. the, took over the rent of the apartment. I see. So, so you move in, you get your stuff in there, and you had been there before. If she was your friend, you must have hung out there maybe before you moved Oh, many, in. many times, yeah. And nothing weird happened when you were hanging out there. When I was hanging out there, nothing weird happened. I always felt comfortable there. But since she was my friend, she would tell me about her crazy roommates, and I would hear uh, from her about these crazy roommates that were just, there were just so many crazy things going on. Um, it was hard. For, she kept, she had a lot of roommates. They, they, it was a lot of turnover. Um, and so what were some of, when you say crazy roommates, I mean, what are some of the stories, what that she told you that happened? Um, well, one of them in particular, right before I moved in was shoe biter. We call him shoe biter. Okay. Because she came, she was out for the weekend and she came home and he had torn out the insides of the couch and he had taken a bite out of all of her shoes. I think one shoe. I think it was just like one shoe out of a pair. Wow. And it was all over the house and then there were like needles on the house and trash and it was like, all, like he went crazy. In the house, yes. Huh, wow. So, um, you wa so she told you this, so you didn't see it. You just heard about it. Uh, yeah, I just heard about this stuff, and I was like, yeah, you need to get rid of that roommate right away. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, someone else needs to come move in. So And so did that, um, so she got rid of that guy. I mean, did, did anything ever happen after that? I mean, it sounds like he went crazy in the house. I mean, did he just act normal, or did he leave after that? Or He died. Wait, so this guy goes crazy and then he dies. How did he die? I, I mean, think it was an he, overdose. He just, just, I mean, at the house, she walked in and he was dead laying on the floor. Somewhere else. Yeah, he died somewhere else, not in the house, not in the house. Oh, okay. That would have been crazy. Okay, so this guy goes crazy and then you move in. Okay, yeah, so I move in and then like within the first week or two of me living there with my kids... One of the other roommates she had kicked out before comes over with a knife and he's like, let me in the house or something. And we had to um, kick him out. And um, the kid, it was just, it was just really scary. Like he, someone else came over after I'd moved in, took over. It was just me and my friend living there with my kids. And one of the ex roommates had, uh, had come over. Like he, it was just crazy. He came over. He's like threatening us with a knife and we're like, get out of here. We're like, you don't live here anymore. You know, it, it was just a weird situation. It was huh. kind of like chaotic when it, I moved in. It kind of sounds like that movie um, with Jack Nicholson where he's up at the, I can't believe I'm spacing on this movie, The, the Shining. Shining. Yeah, where he's kind of like, you're talking about these crazy people that are sort of attracted to this house, it sounds kind like. Kind of, yeah. So, 
So there, like, do you feel like there was an evil presence? You didn't feel anything in the house initially. You said there initially, was no... I did not. No, I did not feel anything at, at, to start with. So, what was the first incident that happened to you when you lived in the house that was unusual or kind of like made you think something's wrong? Okay, so after my friend got another house and moved out, and it was just me and my kids living there. I used to walk, I used to see someone in the hallway, like, cause you would walk the front door and you could look straight down the hallway all the way to the end. And it was a white hallway and I would see a shadow and it would go into my master bedroom. Like a shadow person? Yes. Like a shadow person so would go the, into my master bedroom. So wait, was there any detail? Like, was it a man, a woman? I or? couldn't tell. I, I was just like, I would just, I, you know, I, I would always be like, oh, you're just seeing things. I would just be like, oh, you're just seeing things. Like, I would always brush it off. But it was sort of like out of the corner of your eye, or did you actually focus and literally see something dark fly into the room? I would see like, it was like a, a like a head, like a head and like a body. I do, and it would go into the bed, master bedroom. And that didn't freak you out? A little bit. I mean, did that freak you out at night, like when it's dark and you have to go down that hallway knowing you saw something fly into that room? Yeah, but I would turn on the lights and be like... Just go for it. There's nothing there, you know? There was nothing there ever. So you never so. you never saw the thing in the bedroom? <clears throat> no. <clears throat> that reminds me of a story that uh, someone had sent into us a long time ago, but we never got it recorded. But the story was a, uh, a guy who would work like the night shift and he would come home and play video games and, and think that his children were sort of like coming down the stairs because he thought he saw something in the corner of the eye like you're describing. And so he would go up to make sure his kids were asleep because it was too late for them to be up. But their ki his kids were in bed tucked in. And then he started to see something like peek at him from the stairs in the corner of his eye. And he just thought it was his mind playing tricks on him until one day he had a coworker come over and they were playing some video games. And the guy's like, why is your kid in the kitchen? And he's like, my kid's not in the kitchen. What'd you see? And he's like, I saw like a little kid peeking out from around the cabinet. And then the guy like got really freaked out because that's, he thought it was just him. But now there's a second person confirming something's peeking out at him in his house. Oh, scary. So eventually the story goes is that uh it turns out his wife and his uh kids started to see this thing and it would only you could only see it if the room was dark like if there was no light on it was like would be in the room as you pass by so it was mm. like super creepy so but that reminds me i mean same thing you've got like this entity down in your hallway going into the bedroom so so that happened. That was the first thing. The you first know, thing I saw was, yeah, the, the shadow going down. Um, I, I didn't really he ever hear anything. I just, I never really felt anything weird. But um, I remember that one night I fell asleep and I had this really weird dream. And in my dream, which, okay, I don't, usually remember my dreams, but for some reason, this was a very vivid dream that I remember. And I woke up in a state of fear. And when I woke up, I remember right before I woke up, I saw Jesus spelled backwards in the sky. I was like, I was outside in my dream. I was in my dream. I was outside looking up at the sky. I saw Jesus written in the clouds backwards. And when I woke up, there was scratches on my arm, 
like cat scratches, not from me, not, not human scratches. It was like really thin scratches up and down my arm when I woke up from my dream and it freaked me out. And you don't have any cats. No. And I don't know. I had no, no animals at, at all. all. No, no animals at all. So you went to bed, you had this crazy dream, and then all of a sudden you wake up. Did you feel pain in the no. dream? Nothing was attacking you? Or no, anything? not in the dream. But there was other things that happened in the dream. I don't really remember the details. But right before I woke up, I saw Jesus backwards in the sky. I had this intense like fear, this intense sensation of being scared and being fearful. And I woke up in a panic and when I woke up, I didn't notice at first, but later I noticed that my arm was all scratched up. Wow. It was really weird. So that was because that was physical, like this whole thing got way more yes. serious. Yes. So I immediately called my friend, Miss Lois. Oh, I don't know if I should use no, names, you, but yeah, you can use names. That's Miss Lois is from the South. She's about 30 years older than me. And she believes in spirits and she is a, you know, she's a very avid Christian. Um, and she believes we're in a spiritual warfare all the time. And so she immediately was, I told her what was going on. And she was like, you need to put salt around the house and all the windowsills. Okay. There was another dream. Okay. There was another dream. I forgot to tell you. So there was, this is the, there was that, that dream first. Right. And then later there was another dream. So first I put salt around the house, but that, you know, we so, um, she also told me, she gave me some oil. We put crosses above all the doorways. We prayed over the house. We saged the house. You know, everything we could think of to try to have a calm house, you know. Um, so then there was a second dream. And this was the scariest dream to me. Um, I went to bed and um, at some point in my dream, the front door, there's a knock on the front door. So I, there's a screen door and there's also the wood door. So I open up the wood door with the screen. The screen's still closed. And there's a bunch of kids outside. And they said, we need to come in. We're scared. We, someone's chasing us. We need to come in. And I immediately, oh yeah, of course, of course. So I, oh, I unlock the door and I open the door. And the kids don't stop coming in. The kids come in. The kids come in. They set up, the kids come in, they bring TVs, they bring couches, they set up shop, they live in my living room, they're on my patio, they're all over the house. And all of a sudden I realize in my dream, I realize this is not good. Like the, I should not have opened that door and let these kids in here. So I try to get them out, get out of my house. You guys all need to get out. Like in my dream, I'm like throwing them out, like get out of my house, get out of my house. Well, I end up getting them all the house and I close the door and lock it, but there's a patio outside and on the patio, they, they, they stay there on the patio and they have their couches and their, um, TVs and there, there's like a, you know, a bunch of kids on my patio and they won't leave. And that was my dream. And it, it was very terrifying. Yeah. That sounds really creepy. We have a bunch of kids like that, uh, just sort of invade your house, right? And they, yeah, they weren't like nice kids. They were like garbage pill kids. Like, you know mm. what I mean? They were like scary, like, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a good thing. And prior to living in this house, you didn't really have scary dreams or nightmares? No, not, not really. I mean, maybe like a few here and there, but this was like specific to where it was happening um, 
I had one dream and then soon after that I had another dream. And so, um, my, my friend, uh, my friend who is, a uh, knows how to get rid of these spirits. She tells me, um, she says that I have to, um, pee on the patio. I have to clean the whole patio and then I have to pee all over the patio and, and, and just sweep it out and get rid of it. Cause the ammonia kills the, I, 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 I mean, it probably sounds really funny, but um, that's what she told me. Yeah. So now, I, I did have a question before you get too far into how you dealt with the spirits. Um, you said you had kids. Did they see anything? Did they ever say, "Hey, mom, I saw something"? Or no, they and, never did. Okay, so nobody else in the house saw this thing at the end of the hall or had bad dreams. It was just affecting you. And if I could say, my kids were like four and like five, so I didn't really tell them about it because I didn't think they would understand. So I didn't, I didn't share my concerns. I tried to just take care of it on my own because I, I wasn't going to share with them what was going on or ask them. And they never came to me and said anything. So Okay. So, so you, you enlist the help of your friend and she gives you some uh, advice on what to do. And so you started to do those things. Uh, and at this point, uh, are you still seeing the dark entity in the hallway from yes. time to time? Yes. So that that's still going on mm -hmm. and, you're, and you're now you're having these like scary nightmare yes. dreams yes. and the scratches on the arm. So, so it's pretty serious. And then you, so, uh, what else? So what she have you do? You did the, um, you said you were doing something on the patio. So with there used to be like this fake grass carpet on the patio. So she said I had to pull all that up. So I pulled it all up and there was like these ashy remain, like there was like ash underneath the carpet so I just swept all that up and um, I did what she told me to do and we cleaned, we cleaned it and um, saged the house again and oil again and pray. And, you know, I would walk around the house, literally just a dear Lord, help me like in the name of Jesus, I, this is Jesus's house. Leave me alone. Spirit. I would say that all day long. Like, so you were just really, walk around the house. You were really frightened by yes, this thing. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we're going to take a break. We're talking to Roxanne right now, who is telling us uh, about a home that was, it almost sounds like a demon type thing going on as versus a haunting, but uh, we'll be right back after this. Stay with us. This is spirits and more radio. Whoa. So this is Radio Land, huh? The infinite turtle, the, the waves through the ether fuzz roll on forever. Roar! You're my fave. <laughs> Me and Bubba, my little brother, we listen to you every night. Hey there, listeners. This is Steve Rowan, your host. I hope you're enjoying this show. And if you are, I'd like to ask you to help us expand our audience by giving us a review in your podcast app. I would really appreciate it if you did that. And for doing so, I want to do something special for you. I want to offer you a free bonus hour of any one of our previous shows. So if you like the Alien show and you want to hear the second hour or the Disneyland show or the Ouija board show, just take a screenshot of your review and email that to me at editor at spiritsandmoreradio.com and I will email you right back with a link to the second hour of any show you'd like. Thank you for listening and please share us on your Facebook and retweet us. Now back to the show.
Spirits and More Radio. This is Steve Rowan, your host. We've got Roxanne with us, uh, joining us on this show. And uh, she's been telling us about this uh, condo that she lived in uh, that seemed to be either possessed or had some um, angry spirits that were sort of mentally attacking her, as well as seeing some uh, dark entities in the hallway. So uh, welcome back to the show, Roxanne. So you were telling us that uh, you had enlisted some help uh, to do some things around the house and found some ashes under some carpet or something? Yes, outside on the patio after a, a really terrible dream. Um, I, I pulled up the carpet. There was ashes. I just, I cleaned it up. Um, we needed ammonia. My my friend had told me to, to get rid of the spirit. So uh, she said, I, it probably sounds gross, but she said the best way to do that is just to, to pee on everything and sweep it up and let it dry and that will get rid of the spirits. So that's what I did because at this point I was ready to do almost anything to stop these dreams um, and the terror I was feeling um, from from being in the house. Not during the day, I wouldn't feel terror, but when I went to sleep and I'd wake up with these dreams, it'd be really terrible. I could feel a presence there and it wasn't very settling. So um, when this started to happen, I mean, did you reach back out to your friend that had owned the place and sort of tell her what was going on? Um, yeah, I did. Um, maybe I didn't make it out as bad as it was, but, um, I mean, she wasn't living there and I was living there and it was up to me to have to, I mean, if I was going to live there, I had to deal with them, you know? Yeah. So, um, I just started, we put a lot of holy oil around the house. We salted the house. We saged the house. Um, during the day I had the Psalms 91 open up about, you know, uh, uh, Psalms 91 open in all the rooms and multiple Bibles throughout the house. And I would, uh, walk through the house and I would out loud say, you know, um, in Jesus name, any bad spirits in here need to leave. So when you did that, I mean, did your, <clears throat> did the lady who gave you the advice sort of, uh, try and identify what the source was of this, uh, you know, was it uh, demonic or was it sort of like an old presence in the house or, or what was the, was there any idea of what this was? Um, I think it was demonic. Um, uh, so after some of these things happened, um, there was actually a major event that happened shortly after this. Um, we were gone one day, me and the kids. And we got home from, I think we're at soccer practice or something. And we got home, like dinner time, go in the house. Um, and the back bedroom where was one of my, one of my daughter's bedrooms. And um, it was, the door was closed. All the doors were closed. And we walked in, we started like put up, we put our stuff down, whatever, walked down the hallway. It wasn't the master bedroom. It was the a room across from the master bedroom. And uh, we opened the door to go in her room, and the entire room was covered in termites. Oh my God! You like mean, like horror, horror movie. Like Emily yes, Horror. Yes. Like the, covering the windows. Yes. 
hundreds and thousands, millions of termites covering the bedspread, the pillows, the window, the wall. I mean, it was a swarm of termites in the room. Um, so we immediately closed the door and um, they ended us, the homeowners Associated, association put us uh, up for the weekend while they tented the house. Uh, wow. To get rid of. But there was no evidence of any termites prior, no. before. So you leave the house and you come back to this like horror scene in the back bedroom. This was your daughter's room. Okay. I'm, I'm not kidding you, Steve. It was like a horror movie. It wasn't two or three termites. It was the entire room was covered wall to wall. Every surface, the bed, the everything was covered in termites. So, it was horrifying. Do you think that the the entity that was there as you tried to get rid of and started to implement these things with the sage, do you think that you made it angry and that was the response was to all of a sudden all these insects in the room? <clears throat> I, I really don't know. Um, they said there was a termite nest somewhere and it just grew or whatever. Um, at the point I was at, I was so horrified with everything. I just, I just, you know, I didn't know what to do. So they tented the house and, and we were gone for the weekend. Right. So at this point, um, I mean, are you losing sleep? Is it hard to, to rest at night because you've got, you know, almost like this mental attack going on, uh, when you close your eyes? Yeah. Basically, yeah, I wasn't, I, I, I was sleeping, but I was always like, almost like waiting for something bad to happen, you know, like waiting, what else is going to happen? Like what's next, you know? Um, so and, was there any, you mentioned these ashes. I mean, was there any sign of maybe like satanic worshiping going on in the house? Or? Okay. So my uh, the neighbor, the next door neighbor, one day she had a yard sale <clears throat> and I went over and her whole house, she had like the yard sale through her house. She opened up the door and was like, I'm selling like a state sale or whatever. I got a state sale. And I went in and I, I've talked to her before, but we've never really shared a lot of stories. And I'd been living there about um, a year at this point. And um, I went down and I found this really beautiful cross that I really liked. It was like a ornamental cross with a red ruby in the middle. It was beautiful. And she said I could have it for a quarter for 25 cents. And, um, I think we're getting the spirits like messing with the microphone cables or something. It's cutting out. Go ahead. And, um, she, so I, I, I got the cross and um, I started telling her, we started talking, and I started telling her about some of the experiences I had been having in the house with the dream. And, you know, she also was kicked out with the termites because she, we shared a wall, so the entire building was kicked out for the weekend with the termites. So she was like, what happened? And we were talking about that stuff. And um, she told me that prior to my friend owning the home, the people who lived there were Satan worshipers. And I was, I said, well, you know, are you sure? Like, come on, they're, they're, really, they're, they're Satan worshipers. And she said they actually were. And the person, actually the person before them, because they lived there for like 20 years. They'd been there a long, long time. The person before the Satan worshipers, they said, died in the house. 
an older man named Lewis, and he died in the bathroom of the master bedroom, um, in the bathtub. Oh, you wow. know, old guy, you know, he yeah. died for no reason, just, um, he just died, like old age, whatever, um, but he did die in the bathtub there. Did that creep you out? A little bit. You probably couldn't take a bath in there anymore, could you? <laughs> no, no. I mean, that I, I don't think I'd be able to like relax and close my eyes without thinking about the fact that there was a dead body in the tub. Yeah, it was, it was unsettling, to say the least, that I learned about that. Um, so um, you said your friend before had, had like a series of people sort of go crazy that were well, in this house. Now you're in the house. Uh, was anyone that associated well, if with I could you go, start to go crazy? If I could go back. Yeah. When, okay, so the guy died in the bathtub. After that was the, my friend said they were Satan worshipers that lived there and they used to do rituals in the house. This is what the neighbor said. Um, well, I didn't really believe her. You know, I, I was like, okay, church or whatever. Um, well, at some point, um, I had pulled up the carpet um, at the house. And when I did, there was actually a, a pentagram under the carpet spray painted on the floorboards under the house. Oh, wow. Now, this is on the first floor or the second floor? No, I was. I, the whole house was on the second floor. Okay, okay. So, um, it was in the living room. Wow. So, right in the middle of the living room, when you pulled the carpet up, there's a pentagram. Yes. Is it in, like, in paint or blood or... Oh, I, I, I'm, I hopefully spray paint. I hope it was paint. <laughs> I mean... I, you know, I mean, there could have, you know, animal sacrifice or I whatever. I hope not, you know, but as soon as I found that out, we cleaned everything, we washed everything, we prayed, we, uh, it, it was a, quite an undertaking. It really took up all my extra time to, I was focused on this. This was important to me to get, you know, yeah. clean this spirit out because where I was living was, I had a lot going on. I owned my own business. I was in the house with the business doing home daycare and I had children there and I need, I, that was my, my living was home daycare and I need to be at that house and I need to clean it. And my, my friend said I could clean it and I could get rid of the spirit. So I believed her. Yeah. So, um, when you did that, I mean, did it work? Did the dreams it, and stuff stop or it, it did? It did. It did. After a while, um, there was no more dreams. There was no more shadows. After a while, um, I just prayed a lot every, like every day. And so it, that it shadow did. thing disappeared. You never saw it again. No, not after a while. It, I, I did a lot of praying. I said, if there's a spirit here and you need to move on, move on. You know, like those kind of in incantations where you're constantly talking. I would constantly talk out loud to the house. Yeah. Constantly talk out loud to the house. I see. So, um, you, now do you still live there? No. Okay. So you live there, uh, how much, like what period of time did this happen? Was this a five months, three it months, like six years? It was 2005 to 2008. So for all that time you lived there, things were happening, these dreams and all that. The first like year to year and a half, I so, battled the spirit. So a really long time. Yeah. About a year and a half. Over the course of a year and a half, all these events happened. So at some point, did you decide, I mean, you obviously stayed there, but I mean, it must have crossed your mind. Maybe I should leave. 
Um, I always felt if it ever got Amityville horror style that I would just take off, but it never got that bad. I mean, the dreams were one thing, but I was never personally attacked or, um, I just, I, I, I didn't feel like I, I felt like I could overcome it. So I just stayed and, and I had, like I said, I had my business tied up in the house. I had, um, Everything was in within my budget, so I, it was hard for me to move at the time. So I was you, really struggling. So you were sort of stuck there with this kind of spirit. Yeah. So um, after it stopped, I mean, and you moved, have has anything happened since then? Have you had any strange I, occurrences? I do. Um, so I bought a house on Riverside um, in 2012, and there actually is a spirit there, but he's very nice. Um, the guy who built the house. He didn't die in the house, but he died in the hospital down the street. And um, I just feel uh, sometimes the door will be closed or not. Okay, if the door's locked, it won't open. But if it's unlocked, but the door's closed, sometimes the door's open at my house, like open and shut. All by themselves. All by themselves. Yeah. You'll hear it like the door handle turn and then the door squeak, squeak open like the hinges? No, it's more just like, and it opens. It doesn't, I don't actually hear like a, no, nothing like that. The door just opens. Wow. And that's with all the windows closed. Yeah. It, it, the front door and the back door, the two doors. So how did you determine that it was a, who the ghost was and that it was a ghost? So my house is really old and um, my neighbor across the street, her aunt and uncle built the house. And she told me all about the house and he built it with his own two hands. So I feel like it's him. I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's him. There's really been no one else living in the house besides them and me. So. Oh, okay. So you're the second owner of this house. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually I'm a, the third owner, but the sec, the second owner only lived there for like two years. I see. And I, over like the house was built in 1922. From 22 to like 19... 99 or something like that. It was owned by one person and they built the house. They crafted it with their own hands. They fixed it. They, everything that had to be done. This, the, the guy who built the house, he, he fixed it. He did whatever he, he updated it. He, and then there was a, a family that lived there for a few years and I built it. I, I bought it shortly after they only lived there for a few years and then I bought it after them. I see. So do you ever feel the presence of that ghost or is it only when you hear the doors open and close? It's just the doors opening and closing. I see. It's kind of comforting to me. I've heard that before. I've <laughs> heard some people say that they're okay with some of these spirits if they, you know, don't have a, malevolent sort of like feeling to them, you know, uh, definitely different from the first place you lived in. How has these experiences changed your life? I mean, prior to this happening, I mean, did it open your eyes to something else? Or oh, how? absolutely. I'm completely open to the idea that there's spirits there and I'm completely open to the idea that good can overcome evil. Like even if you feel trapped or you feel like there's this menacing presence i mean if it's amityville horror style maybe you gotta leave but you can release these ghosts you can these people who don't want to be here maybe they're here maybe they don't want to be here they're just stuck here and they're struggling maybe we can help them so 
So I feel like with all the things I did, I helped to release them because after a while, I had no more experiences at the house. It was like I released something. Right, right. Well, to me, it really sounds like it was maybe more than the spirit of someone uh, who had been trapped in the house because you were talking about uh, the guy who had died in the tub, but you didn't feel like it was him that was sort of causing these dreams and uh, the seeing that dark thing go down the hallway. You didn't feel like when you heard that part from your neighbor, did you feel like that's who it must be or did you feel like it probably isn't that guy? I'm unsure. But I definitely, besides that spirit I saw, all the other things that happened felt very demonic and very bad. Right. And so I bathed that house in love and cleaned it. I cleaned every square inch of that house and I prayed over it. And I had pastors come over and pray over my house. And I, I really think it helped. It almost sounds like if there was, you know, like satanic stuff going on i mean maybe a portal was opened you know something evil was it sounds very evil to me it doesn't sound like you know we've heard uh you know this is episode 26 i believe so uh you know we've heard lots of ghost stories and um you know usually you know people talk about like a spirit that's stuck or something that's uh like looping over and over again but this doesn't sound like that. This sounds very active. Like this thing was almost attacking you in your dreams. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Like Freddy Krueger style, you know, it's like Nightmare on absolutely. Elm Street. Absolutely, especially with the bugs and the and the dream. I mean, I woke up with scratches and I didn't scratch myself. It and that, was, it and was that never very happened freaky. again. Just no, I've never time. had that experience again. It's never happened again. Wow. So what would you say? I mean, you had kind of, you kind of gave it there, but uh, for someone else who might be experiencing this, uh, you definitely feel like you had success with uh, sage and, and cleansing the house and things like that. I, I really feel that the main thing that helped me for anyone else that is out there is just saying the name of Jesus out loud over and over and just invoking the name and the power of Jesus over and over. Now, didn't you say in the beginning of the show you were atheist when you were younger? Yeah. Okay. So at some point, that I'm Christian for now. You. Oh that yeah. <laughs> I what, believe in God for sure. Well, was it this uh, when this happened at the house? Were you had you already become Christian, or were you still atheist at that time? I was Christian. Okay. No, for sure, because I. You have to believe if you don't believe there's no power behind your words. So, and I, I do believe and, and honestly with the sage and everything, the, the name of Jesus is so much stronger. You just have to say that. I really felt that's what it drove it out because there'd be times I just, I would feel a terror walking through the house in my soul. And I just, in the name of Jesus, get away from me. And that, that, that would, it would drive it away. So, so you're talking about in the middle of the day, you've got these kids in the living room and you would feel like this thing's attacking you right there in broad daylight. Yes. Yes. Like just, just this and presence. I, I, and I can't even explain it. It's not like it was a physically attacking me. It's just, I would be overcome with terror and I can't explain where it came from or why. And I would just immediately call in the name of Jesus. 
Yeah. Now, have you ever, when you were younger, did you ever play with like a Ouija board or anything like that? Yeah, everybody did, didn't we? Uh, I never have. Oh, yeah. We used to play with Ouija boards as a kids. Yeah. So did anything happen when you did that or not really? I mean, yeah. I mean, we thought it did. I mean, but it was always fun. Like, oh, does does Matt like me? Yes or no? It wasn't ever, we never actually like took it serious. So you didn't have anything scary happen? Not, no, not as a kid. Bar. Not really. I see. And do you, um, so do you sort of, uh, you mentioned the Wicca and all that. Do you sort of believe in divination and all these different tools that people use to sort of like talk to the spirits? Oh, absolutely. I, I say I'm Christian, which I am, but I also just believe that there's a little bit of truth in everything. And, and, you know, even with all oh, the spirits, Wiccan, we all have a little bit of truth. And um, why not? Anything's possible. Yeah. Um, well, we've we've heard it heard a lot on this show, and I've had a lot of personal experiences myself too. So, uh, you know, um, and if it hasn't happened to you, I mean, there, you know, it's people can be skeptics, but uh, you know, at some point in time. Something might happen that you just have no, you know, no explanation for at all. So no control over. No control over. That's the scary part when you're in your own home and you have no control over your feelings or no control over things you see or things that are happening to you. That's very scary. Yeah, definitely scary. I mean, I think when you, if you see or you have those feelings, um, something I've never shared on this on this show. Uh, I had traveled to Atlanta and uh, stayed in a boutique hotel. And I'll tell you, from the second I walked in, like the elevator door opened to the floor I was on, and it wasn't bright. This was like dim lit hallways. I don't know if they were going for like a, you know, like a relaxation mood. They had like uh, grass, this little like wheat grass along the hallway floor. But from the second I got off on that floor out of the elevator, something just felt really nasty, just a, like an evil presence. It's something I've never felt before. And when I got into the room, I even said to uh, my girlfriend at the time, hey, it feels really like odd here. And she she agreed with me that she she felt that too. And I had the like the worst like... like not really like a nightmare, I would say, but it was like kind of like evil in theme. I can't remember what it was, but it definitely wasn't pleasant. It it definitely had the feel of that hotel. So there's definitely, you know, people have, uh, I think you, you have to listen to your intuition, you know, when you're in a place or in a space and you feel something like that, uh, you know, you just got to um, keep your eyes open. And uh, obviously, if you're seeing something in your hallway, that's pretty terrifying. So... Um, do you feel like there's um, anything that you did or do you feel like there's now that you've sort of learned how to overcome this, do you feel like uh, more bulletproof to, to something happening oh, like, your, like your fear level? Are you less fearful of something like this? Um, yeah. So at my new house or at any house I'm at now, automatically I kind of stage everything. I put a ring of salt around my house, no matter where I'm at. Um, and I'm glad I learned the things I learned because I have some spiritual, uh, ammunition to fight the, I don't think people realize, um, 
there is a spiritual fight going on. And even if you don't always feel it, it's there. And um, I'm glad I have some, I have some uh, tricks up my sleeve now to deal with some of this stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you're listening to this show right now and, and something's going on with you like this, definitely uh, get in touch with the show. Uh, we'd like to have you on. Uh, go to spiritsandmoreradio.com. And from there, you can uh, either use the form to contact us or you can go to or email editor at spiritsandmoreradio.com and check that out. Uh, also, if you're a fan of the show uh, and you want to hear uh, more of it, we have uh, we post stuff on our Patreon page, and that's also linked on Spirits and More Radio. So uh, we're going to do more episodes for 2019. We're definitely eager and excited to have you on the show if, you, if you're experiencing something or if you're uh, fighting something like this and you need some help. Uh, definitely get in touch with the show. So, uh, Roxanne, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And, thanks for uh, having me. I'll tell you that story is, uh, I, I don't think I'd be as brave as you. If I saw some dark entity in my hallway, uh, it would be, you know, I don't know. I've never seen that and I don't know how I'd handle it, but, uh, I don't know. I guess sometimes you just deal with what you have to deal with, even though it sounds scary. Uh, you know, what are you going to do? It's, it's really a big deal to pick up and move. So, well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Definitely. Anyone else out there, you know, just you can, if it's not too bad, maybe you can fight it. We can fight this. Yeah. If, uh, but definitely get some help if, you know, I mean, you don't want, you know, there's other people who have been on the show that have, you know, had entities follow them. So uh, you Ooh. definitely want to be careful. So anyway, thanks for listening, you guys. And uh, we'll do another episode soon. Spirits and more radio.